The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the United Kingdom, Hong Kong, and Ghana, and in the states of Maryland, West Virginia, and Massachusetts. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show successful possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for, for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still, small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Allow yourself to feel Robert Frost said the only way around it is through it. When faced with emotional pain, allow yourself to feel the pain, then let it go. Crying releases stress hormones from your body. This makes room for the joy. If you have difficulty feeling your emotions, rent a sad movie to help you connect to your feelings. People often get confused about the meaning of positive thinking. Some believe that they just have to put on a happy face and pretend to be happy. This is not the case. I began my workshop a couple weeks ago on positive thinking by explaining that we must allow ourselves to face our feelings. Positive thinking is not about denial, 
burying our feelings just causes them to do harm under the surface, creating anxiety, depression, or physical illness. We must feel the pain and let it pass through us. When we deny it or hold on to it, we only cause more harm to ourselves. Positive thinking does help us use the power of thought to find silver linings, learn how to make lemonade out of lemonade, out of lemons, and to create good things in our lives. My workshop on financial abundance, What You Don't Know, was so well received that the participants asked me to do a full day on this topic. Positive thinking is essential for all manifestation, including financial abundance, which is a gift of love from the divine. As a child of infinite love, it is your birthright. All you have to do is remove the hidden blocks to receiving, know you are deserving, and open the door. Since there are numerous layers of consciousness from the surface levels of the conscious mind, to the deepest levels of the unconscious mind. The process of bringing in financial abundance does not always happen immediately. Your commitment, patience, faith, trust, and gratitude are the keys to nurturing your path to lasting financial abundance. In this hands-on workshop, you will discover and remove your hidden blocks, experience the feeling of deserving, open your mind and heart to receiving, learn how to recognize and be grateful for every step along the way, and receive techniques to use on your own. We'll be meeting on Saturday, January 28th. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area like my creative problem-solving workshop that I'll be facilitating on February 18th. Many of you made New Year's resolutions and are already getting discouraged. The key to the success that has eluded you is to align the right and left sides of your brain. There's a war going on inside your mind that you don't even know about. It's as if two horses are pulling a cart in opposite directions. Until both horses are working together, you'll have constant obstructions and disappointments. When your conscious and unconscious mind become partners instead of adversaries, your power will ignite and you'll meet your goals with more ease and speed than you ever imagined. If you've been wondering what's wrong with you because you haven't accomplished your goals, the answer is nothing. You have hidden blockages that are preventing your energy from being fully aligned. My ultimate creative problem-solving process will get the power of both sides of your brain going in the same direction for success in all areas of your life. It's particularly powerful for persistent or seemingly unsolvable problems like anxiety, depression, and healing from abuse. Your right brain contains about 10 million times more information than your left, yet you rarely use it. With my unique process, you will quickly and easily access the spiritual realm through the power of your right brain. In this hands-on workshop, you will increase your brain power by using your whole brain. Dissolve hidden blocks to your creativity, productivity, and physical and emotional well-being. Hear the still small voice within and gain new insights 
Free yourself of old limiting beliefs, patterns, and fears. Master new techniques for problem-solving, planning, and communication. The method I'll use in this workshop is the same one that I use in my coaching and in my monthly meetup group. It came to me in a dream and I'm the only one using it. We access unconscious knowledge with crayons, bring this knowledge into conscious awareness through writing, and clarify new insights through discussion. By integrating the information in both sides of your brain, you increase your productivity, creativity, and success while reducing stress. To learn more, get my free chapter on my process for my best-selling book by signing up for my newsletter on my website, paulajoyce.com. If you live in Dallas, join me at CSL Dallas, the Center for Spiritual Living, on February 18th. If you don't live nearby, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area, like 21 Steps for Healing Your Body. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our returning guest, Dr. Arthi Sierra Micoli, who will talk with us about healing from the stress caused by prejudice and bullying. Last week, David Burfoot, who joined us from Australia, where it was 3 a.m., was fascinating and funny. One person wrote me how much they enjoyed the show and that there was much food for thought. And that's exactly what what I want my show to accomplish. I want you to question what you think is true. As individuals and as a society, we have many outdated limiting beliefs. I want you to think more expansively and without limits. David shared that Darwin believed in God and never meant his theory of evolution to replace the biblical story of creation. We assume that things have to be either or when in fact they can be both. We must open up our thinking and see the world with new eyes. Each discipline and each generation thinks that they have all the answers, but they only have one piece of the puzzle. 
new information and new perspectives are always being discovered. I remember being told several years ago that information becomes obsolete every seven years. My guess is that it's even less now. I laugh at how much effort I had put into learning how to text. Just as I got really good, I didn't need it anymore. Now I talk into my cell phone and it does what my thumbs used to do. I could stick to using my thumbs, but it's a lot easier to let my phone convert my voice to text. We must adapt to change and allow ourselves to see beyond contradictions and what we think is possible. As Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. David knows how to see the big picture and fit the pieces together. He has was also very kind to tell me that it was wonderful to hear my show because it was so positive and affirming and that he appreciated how much it helped him. To listen to this show, I encourage you to click on the episode link. You can hear this show, Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli's August 18th show from last year on the Stress Solution or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Now it's time for my silver lining story. Growing up Jewish in my Detroit neighborhood was a bit like being Jewish in New York. So I didn't experience prejudice until I started teaching in Texas at age 23. I had only been teaching a month when I took personal days to attend Jewish high holiday services. The teachers who I ate lunch with every day ridiculed me when I returned to work. I never went back to the teacher's lounge. When I became the first Jewish administrator in the Carrollton Farmers Branch School District, my colleagues would tell jokes in staff meetings or in the break room with the Jew as the butt of the joke. When I would say something, they would make fun of me. The prejudice went deep enough to include a Christian's women's administrators group whose sole purpose was to help their members advance in their careers. The requirement for group membership was religion, not competence. During those years, I had no idea how to successfully handle these situations. It seemed that everything I tried just made matters worse. Whether the prejudice was a direct attack, whispers behind my back, or exclusion, I didn't realize that it was all abuse. I did learn some hard lessons about human behavior, including my own. I was a victim in most of my relationships and had no idea how to stand up for myself. My personal journey has been to learn how to take care of myself and not be a victim and to never stand by in silence while others are being victimized. We are all affected when anyone is harmed. That's what it means to be one, to be a part of the whole. We are all sisters and brothers and must stand together. That's why people in Europe and other parts of the world were marching for what they believe in last weekend. They understand that if the United States government acts in ways that diminish the rights of some people, creating walls instead of bridges, the entire world is affected. I've learned that we cannot be silent. We must come 
come together with like-minded people and work for what we believe in, contributing with our money and our time. We must be proactive or the stress on individuals, certain communities, the U.S. and the world will grow. Our guest today understands how to help people heal from the stress of prejudice and bullying. Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli is a licensed clinical psychologist and the chief medical officer of soundminds.org, a popular mental health platform with three apps he developed. Currently in private practice, he has been on the faculty of Harvard Medical School, chief psychologist of Metro West Medical Center, and lecturer for the American Cancer Society. He's the author of several books, including The Power of Empathy, Performance Addiction, and Lasting Love, which is now published in seven languages. His new book is The Stress Solution. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. The answer to hate is love. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, use the link on this page to like us on Facebook. Then click on the link to read about and register for my next hands-on workshops, financial prosperity, and creative problem solving, or to schedule one in your area. Then go to the calendar of events to see your question for today. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with our returning guest, Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli, who will talk with us about healing from the stress caused by prejudice and bullying. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. 
That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you, or if you want to help sponsor the show, or become part of the conversation today, please call one 866 or email drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. I hope you wrote down whether you've ever been bullied or experienced prejudice. I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Arthur, Arthur Sierra Micoli, who will talk with us about hearing from the healing from the stress caused by prejudice and bullying. I seem to be getting tongue-tied today. How are you, Arthur? It's really good good to have you back. How are you? I really enjoyed your introduction. You you brought up several critical points that are so important. Um, uh, I I mentioned off here we could probably talk for a week. Um, And and what I said, I'll share with the listeners that that's good because I want to have you on again. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. And I I love the message that you're giving to your listeners because you're talking about prejudice, which is something I've fought against my entire career and I think my entire life. And I think we're people are just learning what prejudice does, not only to their minds, but physiologically. It has so, so many negative effects. And, you know, when, we're, when we encounter someone that we have an inherent prejudice against, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we start to feel stress. And when we're stressed, we release the stress hormone cortisol, which limits our capacity for empathy and causes repetitive negative thinking. And if you have prejudice against several types of people, your, your cortisol levels are consistently high. And in addition to causing negative thinking, causes weight gain, inflammation, hair loss, breaks down muscle tissue, causes flabbiness, depression, anxiety. And as you know, it even kills neurons in the memory center of the brain. And in terms of weight gain, it throws off blood sugar levels, enlarges fat cells, and makes us crave sugary substances. So prejudice hurts us, hurts both parties. I mean, the bullying, the prejudice, the negative thinking, the sadism, the, the a tendency to hurt others uh, because of, of certain prejudice that we all grew up with. You know, I, I try to teach people that we all grow up in situations where we have incorrect ideas about ourselves and others, as you said earlier. And our job is, uh, as adults, I think our responsibility as adults is to unlearn what's not accurate, what's not the truth, not only about ourselves, but about other people as well. What you're saying is a a new twist, though, because we usually think of the um, harm being done to the person who's being victimized. But what you're saying is that the person who is feeling prejudice, um, feelings towards and having prejudice thoughts towards and engaged in bullying or victimizing somebody else is also being harmed. Oh, yes, Paula. They're being har- harmed in a, in a very comprehensive way because the hormone cortisol, which I think 
people don't always realize has such negative effects as, as I outlined just a minute ago. Because when you have prejudice, when you believe something distorted about someone else, you feel stressed, you feel uncomfortable. And it enters into our personal relationships, our, friend, our friendships with our neighbors, maybe with our spouses, certainly with our coworkers. You know, you work, I know a lot of with people in the business world. I work with people who travel to China and India and Europe to do business. And some of them, you know, they don't want to deal with the Chinese. They don't want to deal with the Indians. They don't want to deal with certain European cultures. They want people to be clones of what they think they are and that we're the only ones that have are on the right side and have the right values and the right cultures and the right religion. And when you go over to negotiate with someone, like a client of mine last week was talking about being in China and how much he dislikes the Chinese. And I said, well, have you even tried to learn anything about the Chinese? Well, not really. Anything about their culture, about their religion, about their food, their customs. He has no interest in that because he's a black and white thinker. And what happens is our nervous systems talk to each other. And when you feel stressed because you have prejudice against someone else, they sense the, the stress in you and they feel stress too. It's what's called secondhand stress. So those people don't negotiate, you don't negotiate well when you're feeling like that. The most amazing thing is that when we give and receive empathy, when we truly are curious about understanding other people who on the surface seem different from us, what happens? We produce the near miracle neurotransmitter oxytocin, which is what women produce when they're pregnant. What does that do? It reduces anxiety and cortisol levels. It helps us live longer. It helps us recover from illness and injury. It promotes a sense of common well-being. It increases generosity. It protects against heart disease. It lessens inflammation. Most importantly, it reduces craving for addictive substances. And that bond and trust that it creates makes us open for love, makes us open for negotiation, makes us open for understanding someone who on the surface seems different. But when we give and receive empathy, we're better in the business world, we're better in the work world, we're better at maintaining love and friendships and romantic love and love for our children because people feel that we truly are interested and curious about what their experience is. You know, empathy is the capacity to understand the unique experiences of another, not our experience, their, their experience. It's, it, that, and that's what I call empathic listening, holy listening, sort of listening another person's soul into a position of discovery and disclosure. We're really entering into their world, not our world. And when we do that, as you know, anyone will talk to you. I mean, so many times in my career I've been told this person or that person, oh, they won't talk, they won't talk. People, human beings want to talk when they really feel that they're truly being listened to, not being programmed and not being judged. So it's amazing that when we give and receive empathy, we produce oxytocin. We, we, we produce this comfortable, secure feeling in ourselves and others. But when we produce cortisol, when we're stressed or prejudiced or we're bullying, we produce a hormone that makes us fearful, that makes us tense, that makes us really not very listen very well because we're scared. And when we're scared and we have cortisol in our system, our range of, of what we can see becomes very narrow. We become very narrow thinkers. So, yes, the person who's doing the bullying, the person who's doing the, the pre and committing prejudicial acts, they're hurting their health as well, probably and without I'm, even realizing it. 
And I'm thinking, too, you mentioned secondary effects um, where the people who you're living with, and not only like someone who you're trying to negotiate with is feeling that nervousness, but yeah. if you're having prejudicial thoughts and, um, and, and you're sitting around the dinner table with people who may think differently than you. Uh, maybe yeah. you voted for different presidential candidates. I mean, that's what everybody was talking about over the holidays, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that they were so stressed and there was so much discomfort. And my guess is even based on what you're saying, even if people weren't talking about it, they're Stress hormones, cortisol levels must have been going through the roof. Yes, a- absolutely, absolutely, Paula. We we sense it in others, and they sense it in ourselves. So if you think by being quiet and not expressing that you're you're not passing that on to someone else, you're fooling yourself. That's mythical. When you're in a house where you know somebody's angry with you or they don't like you, or you're sitting next to someone in a bus or a plane or in a restaurant, and you get that cold feeling like they don't even want to talk to you or say hello to you, you start to excrete, excrete cortisol. And if you keep doing it, it narrows your way of thinking and it causes all those negative effects. And look, people live in marriages, you know, that, that when they're miserable, they don't really talk to each other, they they spend 30 years trying to make the other person like them. You know, this, this constant argument that we see of trying to make the other person a clone of you or trying to make your children a clone of you without fostering some, some independent thinking and without being an open-minded person. It's like the father who wants his son to play football and the kid wants to sing and be in theater, but he can't tolerate it because he thinks theater's weak or theater's, theater's not a, a, a positive view of masculinity. When if he opened his eyes, he would see this little boy has a great singing voice. This little boy can really play the piano. He doesn't want to play football. And why can't you enter his world and tease out his potential? That's our role as parents, to tease out our children's potential. Not, not what we want them to be, but what they're destined to be, what they're put here to be. And you know, I know from your spiritual background and mine too, we believe that all people have something to contribute. So help find what that is. Don't, don't assume that we have to put it on them. It's there. We just have to know how to tease it out. And one way of teasing it out is through empathic listening, open-minded listening, not listening from a prejudice or a bias. And, you know, it takes time to, to change these biases that we've, we've had all our life. You know, the, the, the emotional pain that we have from our past programs our brains to jump to conclusions quickly. And when we sense similar circumstances to the past, we jump right away. And we have to, empathy teaches us to slow down and not put old faces on new faces. Try to really understand who you're interacting with. And if somebody looks like your ex-wife or someone that bullied you or a teacher that didn't treat you very well, okay, you've got to be aware of that, but you also have to be aware enough to not transfer those old feelings onto that new person. And, and I want to talk about the flip side of that for just a minute, too, because all too many people stay in a marriage, like I did for 36 years, trying to help the other person um, be empathic, see yes. beyond, um, to, to be better, to find the best parts <laughs> of themselves, and so on. Yes. And how do you move out of that, how do you get to a place where you say, I need to be around 
healthy people who will make me feel good? Well, I think, you know, we we can't rid ourselves of, of some of the old negative thinking by ourselves. We're all too subjective. I, I often tell people that, you know, early in life, we create a novel, a fictitious story about ourselves that we write based on what we think is being reflected back to us from those around us, as if we're looking at ourselves in a mirror. But if the mirrors you're looking into are cracked or inaccurate, you get a distorted view of yourself as, as if you're looking in a circus mirror. So we, we create an inaccurate story about ourselves, and that story sets the stage for a rational belief system. We start to think that we're not good enough so we settle for less. We settle for less in relationships. And then if we're in a relationship where somebody is very critical, it just reinforces our old view of ourselves. And then we live in a, in a, in a sort of mediocre state in a relationship for years. And we, the only way we move out of that is to try to get feedback from people we consider rational, reasonable, compassionate. We have to rewrite the story. We have to, we have to make that that fictional account of ourselves a non-fiction book and we have to give up some of our old views of ourselves you know so many of us hold on so tightly to what we think we know about ourselves some people think they're not attractive they're not intelligent they don't speak well they're not athletic they don't sing well and you know so many times we've seen and i'm sure and i know you've seen in your career it's not true but if you're told that early in life or you've received that feedback early in life we soak it up like a sponge you know, we're looking in that circus mirror, and we think that reflection is accurate. So how do we get out of it if we're in a negative situation, a negative marriage? You have to have some friends. You have to confide in some people. You have to join groups like some of the ones that you're recommending people could come to. They can come to a workshop, get some feedback from people who are committed to being honest and, and truthfully tactful so that you can start to understand who you are, not what you thought you were when you were 5, 10, or 15. Or would other people who don't have your best interest at heart tell you you are? Because yes. that's what you're programmed to hear. Yes, and, that, and that's where the skill of empathy comes in, and, and, and it's so important because it really slows down our emotional reactions, our quick reactions, and all, most quick reactions are based on historical hurts that we had from the past. It slows us down to learn the facts. You know, empathy is very objectively oriented, it's very truth oriented, slows us down enough so that we can use the thinking part of the brain. We're not releasing all that cortisol and adrenaline by having a quick reaction that this person doesn't like us. We slow down enough to find out what, what are the facts, what's the truth, not based on yesterday but based on today. So one question that we could ask ourselves to, as we try to put a thought between that automatic um, response of there must be something wrong with me or I've done something wrong or they don't like me, what, what do you do to get your mind to start questioning that, to start shifting to a more positive perspective to a more empathic perspective well that you know that's a, a very very important question because what what do we do we have to learn what our old records are and we all have them you know everyone knows when they get up in the morning and of course morning time is usually the worst time because our, our temperatures are the coldest they are all day and we don't have any nutrients in our bodies to make chemicals in our brain so we can think clearly 
So we have these records that we tend to wake up with. I'm not attractive. You look in the mirror, oh, I look old. I'm not aging well. I'm not this. I'm not that. You know your record. Everybody knows their record, but your record is unique and so is mine. Once you know your record, you kind of catch yourself. You kind of have to step outside yourself and observe yourself. Oh, my God, here I go again. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I look terrible in this dress. I look terrible in this jacket. Whatever it is that you know, because your songs that you repeat to yourself, that self-voice, which is so, so critically important to having a balanced life, it's very predictable. Once you get to know all your 23 songs, you've got to press the stop button. You say you gotta you gotta kind of hear yourself doing the same old thing. I always tell people like one of my clients said to me the other day. Well, when I get up first thing in the morning, I look in the mirror and I just I stare at myself. I said when I get up in the morning, I make sure not to look at myself all that long, because you know the more you obsess about it, the more you're gonna find things. I look at myself, I wash my face, I get ready, I put my gym clothes on, and I go downstairs and I start <laughs> exercising. I gotta get I know I gotta get some blood flow to my brain. And, and, you know, I, I know if I sit there, I said, anybody who looks in the mirror that long as you do is going to find fault. There's no question about it. Our minds are programmed that way. That's what we're going to do. So instead of doing that, move away from it. But also, in terms of your very important question, knowing what are the songs you sing, the negative songs you sing to yourself. Catch yourself. You know, a negative thought has a negative brain chemical correlate. Every, every negative thought produces a brain change for 90 seconds. But it only lasts 90 seconds. So if you catch yourself after the second song, it's only 180 seconds. But if you keep giving yourself shots of cortisol after each negative comment, it's going to have a life of its own after a while. We have to learn to catch ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's what I always say to myself. I remember once I was asked to speak at Harvard. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a blue-collar environment. I didn't even know anybody who went to college. I was told by my guidance counselor that I should join either the Coast Guard, the Navy, the Marines, or the Army. He said, you know, if you go to college, you, you know, you, you, you don't go to school. You, you skip school a lot, and you, you haven't done well academically. You're, you're just an athlete. You know, you, you're going to embarrass your family, flunk out, embarrass your community. I know that sounds crazy, but he actually said that to me. Mm. So no, here, I am, here I am years later, and I'm walking into Harvard, and I, I was in the men's room, and I was looking in the mirror, and, I'm, and I said to myself, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> you know, like, and I was laughing to myself, and the person who was in introduced me walked in. It was almost embarrassing because I was having this little moment. But I had to shake my head a little bit and say, you know what? I am here. I'm here because they invited me here. So stop being the little kid that you were when you were 15 or 16 and accept the fact that they wanted you here. And, and then I walked in, and I was okay. But for, that, for those first moments, I felt like I don't belong here. I'm that person that that guidance counselor told that I should go into the service. Uh, you know, I, I don't have the ability to be educated and to, and to do what I'm, I'm doing, but I do. I'm here. You know, and, and so many of us grow up with thinking that we're, we're not certain things based on information that we got from inaccurate mirrors, from circus mirrors. Once we know that, memorize those songs you say to yourself. That's why I have a chapter in the book on self-talk. You know, trying to help people unlearn anything we've learned to say to ourselves, we can unlearn. And you know, anything that's learned can be unlearned. It's not genetic. Babies aren't born criticizing themselves. Two-year-olds don't walk around saying, I'm terrible, I'm ugly, and I'm stupid. They don't. We learn it, but we have to unlearn it. We have to unlearn it by connecting to positive people, people who will give us tactful, truthful feedback. 
You know, good friends tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. Those are just acquaintances. You, you can be around people that just keep complimenting each other, but, you know, a good friend tells you, hey, Paula, you, you don't look so well. Are you not sleeping? What's going on? You know, you, they want to help you, but, that, but they don't sit there at lunch knowing that you don't even drink and you just had three martinis. They, they just don't, don't not say anything. They say, Paula, you don't even drink. It's 12 o'clock and you've had three martinis. What's going on? You know, how can I help? Exactly. So paying attention to your own thoughts, behavior, and that of others. Let's pick up on this after the break because this is so important. Um, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with more ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, what would you do if someone bullied you? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli, who will talk with us more about healing from the stress caused by prejudice and bullying. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. The best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you would do if someone bullied you. And I'm so glad we're here with Dr. Arthur Sierra Micoli, who will talk with us about healing from the stress caused by prejudice and bullying. And Arthur, I'm so glad you didn't listen to that high school counselor who told you what you were not capable of and I remember getting similar information um, that, about what I was not capable of yes. Um, yes. and we just so you know there are two sides to this bullying um, and prejudice it's the self-bullying and self-prejudice yes. in addition yes. to what comes at us from others yes and I, and I think, you know, your earlier comments when you were introducing the show, Paula, I was thinking that, you know, probably the worst addiction that anyone has is addiction to our own thinking. Mm. You know, when we, we just don't let go of the negativity that we learned under in, in, in relationships that really were not accurate, didn't help us. It's like when you were talking about, you know, anti-Semitism and the things that you may have been heard. And, you know, it, it, that's horrible. I mean, I, I just... It, Prejudice, that affects me more than anything because, you know, I've experienced that I know you have, and what it does to the, to the young souls is just profound. I mean, it, it, can, it can make you feel less than and, and not connected and not part of. Um, I had a woman last week who joined one of, one of my groups, and she's from another country, and, and uh, you know, somebody asked her why she was, he, why she was here, and she had a little trouble, you know, her, her language, her English isn't great, and she's very educated, but she grew up in, in poverty and, and, you know, built up her, her resume and actually went to law school and, and finished. But, you know, she struggled in a negative relationship and, and w- was abused early as a child and bullied a lot because of her family was on the poor side, you know, the, the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak. And um, some of the people who were interacting with in group were trying to understand, and, and she, was, she uses humor to, to kind of cope. And, and I think they were a little critical of her for, not, for using the humor, and she said, well, maybe this is another place where I don't belong. Maybe I don't belong in this group. And one of the women said, you know, I felt that when I first came here. We all belong. We're, even though these people seem different than you, we're all in the same boat. We're all, we're all, we all have degrees and we're all successful, but we all grew up feeling that we weren't worth much for one reason or another. And people talked about religious prejudice and cultural prejudice, and it was just a great discussion, and it began because here's this woman coming from a different world who people, not all people, I mean, some of the people were able to relate to her right away because they're from other countries too, like a third of the group are from other countries, and the people that are more used to being here and they're a little threatened by difference, they didn't react to her so well, and she felt hurt right away. And it was so important to establish the fact by the end of this, this relationship group that it, it, it's not you, it's them. <laughs> it's that they have trouble with their prejudice because you're different. But, that, but you shouldn't change. And, you know, she's, she's accustomed in the negative marriage that she had and, and growing up just trying to change, trying to keep changing to please people. And I said, you know, authentic, authenticity attracts people. And pretense wears you down. It depletes you. And people sense it anyway. And I said, you know, 80% of this group invited you in right away. And I said, these two fellas over here, I guarantee you that they're going to get to know you because they're trying to work out 
their tendency to react very quickly. And it became a wonderful discussion. But really, the discussion was uh, about prejudice and being uncomfortable with difference. And some of the people that have been there longer were able to cope with a woman who doesn't sound like they sound, doesn't look like they look. Like and they and look this, like. I, 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 I'm sorry, I was just going to say that this brings up to me one of the things that I think is um, so powerful, and that is that we tend to focus on difference as yes. opposed to commonality we have so much more in common than we have different but from others than we are different from others and yet we seem to want to emphasize a separation i think it's it's because of our own insecurity paula and you know our own inability to be more open-minded not maybe growing up in a world where people were open-minded if you grow up in a household where people talk about the irish and the jews and the italians and the the blacks and the muslims and this and that yeah you kind of learn that those people are dangerous you know one of my you remember my example in the book of i in the chapter i wrote on prejudice a fellow who who's a very good guy a nice guy an ethical person but he said to me a cfo very successful. He said to me, a dog was barking outside the window, and he said something. He said, oh, dogs don't like black people. And I said, they don't, dogs don't like black people? <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, my mother always said that, you know, don't take the dogs down to the corner, because it was a black person, family who lived on the corner. And I said, why? And he said, well, it was something about the smell. And I yeah. said, um, have you ever been with your dogs in the presence of a black person? He said, No. I said, did you ever take your dogs down to the corner of the street where the black family lived? He said, no. He said, now you're making me feel silly. I said, I'm not trying to make you feel silly. I'm just trying to display, and this is one of the reasons you came here, is to unlearn some of the myths we grew up in. I said, here you are, an MBA, 46 years old, very bright, but you learned something on an emotional level very early in life that up to this point in time you thought was true. I said, I have a black uncle. We call him the dog whisperer. He, he has two dogs, and he trained our two dogs. But for unknown reasons, dogs just take to him. And I never noticed any smell. Mm. Wow. And we have so much of this stuff running around in our heads that um, it's almost like, you know, where do you even begin to tease apart what's real and what's myth? Well, I think that's where empathy comes in because when, when you slow down and when I was relating to this man, I wasn't judging him. I truly was using my empathy to try to understand how did you learn this? How did this come about? Because if I had been aggressive with him or talked down to him and said, what, what the heck is wrong with you to thinking that? He, w- he would have got resistant and defensive. You know, like people during the election said, well, how can you stand listening to somebody who wants to vote for Trump? How can you stand listening to somebody who wants to vote for Clinton? I said, you know what? I get very curious about how they made that decision. I want to try to understand. And a lot of times when I've engaged in those conversations, some of the myths of what they were making their decisions based upon came forward. And people learned and I learned. But if we rush to to, to get angry... And just, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get angry with you and insult you because you, you have some prejudice. You don't unravel anything. You, you don't even help the person or you get to the source of where this idea came from. 
And so most of us jump to judgment, i.e. prejudice, yeah. um, in, initially as opposed to being curious. Yes, yes. I, had an inter- I was thinking when, in your introduction, I had a, a client who said to me he made an anti-Semitic comment. And he said to me, well, you're Italian, you're not Jewish, right? And I said, oh, you didn't know that there are Italian Jews? And all of a sudden, there was this dead silence. He said, what do you mean? I said, there's a whole section of Italy that has, has been, that, that there are Italian Jews who have lived there for many years. You didn't know that? He said, oh, my God, you're Jewish? I said, I didn't say what I am. I said, but right now, right in this moment, you feel different, don't you? He goes, yeah, I feel embarrassed. I said, so if I'm a Jew, you're embarrassed because of what? He goes, well, I like you. I said, yeah, that's okay, you like me. But you didn't know what religious persuasion I come from. You assume something. Now you don't know what to do. I said, why don't you make your judgment based on your experience of me, not what you learned early in your life? And, you know, he and I have had... It's interesting, we've had very good conversations about not only religion, but about different cultures, because he's one of those men in the corporate world that doesn't like to go out of his comfort zone. He doesn't want to, you know, as I said earlier, he doesn't want to negotiate with the Chinese or the Indians, but he has to, because that's what his company does. And now I'm trying to open up the door to do exactly what you indicated earlier, Paula. We're all more alike than different. If you use your empathy to see beyond the surface and into the heart and souls of other human beings, we have much more in common than you would ever think by looking at the surface. You don't buy books by looking, by, you don't buy a, a novel by looking at the cover because it has a beautiful picture of the ocean. You try to read some critiques about what it's about and what the author's about, hopefully. Beautiful, um, and, and a beautiful place to end another wonderful discussion with you. Thank you so much, Arthur, and I do look forward to your being on the show again. Well, I hope we get to talk again, Paula, and I thank you so much, and I, and I wish you the best in what you're doing, because your, your work is extremely important, and, and I hope your listeners keep listening, because you, you have a, a lot to offer. Thank you so much, as you do as well. And I would encourage my listeners to go to your website, balanceyoursuccess.com. And I want to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please like us on Facebook. Then go to my resources page to order Arthur's book, The Stress Solution, and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my hands-on workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse Through Self-Empowerment, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Energy Healing, The Am Awakening. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blocks and connects your 
faster mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Then click on the link to register for financial prosperity, set the energy for 2017 and creative problem solving or to schedule one of these workshops in your area. Go to calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your question about a difficulty in your own life, an inspirational story, or a comment about the show. I want to hear from you. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process. Just click on the meetup link. Please join us next Thursday when Alice Rosen will tell us how numerology will impact our lives this year. On February 9th, Linda Johnson will share ancient wisdom from lost masters. And on February 16th, Stanley Krippner will talk with us about Rolling Thunder, the medicine man who healed people and even created thunderstorms. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Oh, 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 o